Okay, so I've been on this theme for the last week or so. Who's been here for my medical minutes on DKA? Anybody? Nobody? One, two, okay, a couple of people. So this, this is really, I, I kind of got off onto a DKA theme. I really wanted to kind of do the EKG. That's kind of my thing. And so, but we got kind of sidetracked. So I just wanted to get back to this case again. This is a different case, but same problem. Male, found lethargic by family, has been having nausea and vomiting, called the paramedics, has a history of insulin-dependent diabetes, finger stick glucose is 986. So pretty high. Um, and if you look at that EKG, there's two kind of worrisome things. People see ST elevation there, especially in like V1, V2. Yeah, everybody, we're good on that. Yeah, okay. And maybe a little bit in AVR. But what's the other thing on there? We've been talking about DKA and uh, hyperkalemia a lot. So we have those big peaked T waves. And the point to my medical minute over the last couple weeks, if you guys have been here, is that when you have DKA, you can actually have high potassium and low potassium at the same time. Do I need to go over that again? High in your bloodstream, right? Because you're losing potassium and you're losing it in your kidneys, but actually your total body potassium is very low. So people are actually very low on potassium. That list of things that I put on the bottom of the EKG, those are all the things that can cause ST elevation besides an acute myocardial infarction. That's quite a list there, right? Uh, you know, dissection, massive GI bleed, early repole, uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, vasospasm, ventricular aneurysm, pulmonary embolism, left ventricular hypertrophy, Wolf-Parkinson-White, tricyclic antidepressants, hyperkalemia, brugada, post-cardioversion, people can just have some ST elevation, hypothermia, takasubo, intracranial bleed, or, and intracranial lesions can cause it, and hypercalcemia. Um, so things to, to look at, I mean, this looks like a scary EKG and it is scary, but not because it's an MI and because we've been talking about DKA and because I'll tell you the classic finding besides peaked T waves for hyperkalemia is ST elevation V1, V2 and AVR. All those things are on this EKG. Everybody see that? So this really is just hyperkalemia. Potassium came back at 6.8. Um, and so with... Uh, just some uh, IV fluids and insulin. Um, this came down pretty nicely, and this patient went back to a normal-looking EKG, believe it or not. Uh, and so just because of my theme for DKA, the other thing I wanted to talk about was those three eyes on that right-hand side of the page, the three eyes of DKA. So if someone comes in with DKA, they're insulin-dependent diabetic, you have to think of the three eyes. Insulin, have they not been taking it? Uh, ischemia. Ischemia just about anywhere in the brain, on the heart. That's why that could be scary for an MI or also ischemic gut. And then infections somewhere. Those are the three big problems that will cause DKA for people. But the, the, my main point was that even though their total body potassium is low, they can have high potassium in their bloodstream and it can cause, this is just a bad looking EKG, but it can cause arrhythmias. My other point from DKA from the other day, if you guys uh, heard it or not, was that if someone's gonna die in DKA quickly, it's gonna be from a potassium arrhythmia. It's not from high sugar, it's not gonna be from their pH, it's gonna be from a potassium arrhythmia. And so they have low body potassium, it's gonna be difficult to get potassium into them if it's from a low potassium. It's a little easier to fix if it's high potassium.